Now, intensify your mental pictures to succeed faster. In the preceding chapter, you learn how to turn off your mental pictures so that you could go to sleep in 11 seconds. In this chapter and in several following chapters, you will learn how to turn on your mental pictures with such intensity that they will deeply imprint their life guidance instructions into your subconscious. It is through your control of your mental pictures that you control your life and determine your future. If you leave what you mentally picture to mere chance, if you think about whatever random thoughts aimlessly occupy your mind, you will find yourself adrift in life at the mercy of events and circumstances over which you have no control and concerning which you have no automatic behavioral success responses. The world is filled with people who do not know how to direct and control their own lives, so they settle for their dull daily routines and mediocrity. It is a pity, so much waste, but it is their own fault. They have not learned how their life control system works, so they do not control their lives, but they let their lives control them. They do not let they do not get what they want. They meekly accept whatever life doles out to them, and it is not much. Yet, the method of personally controlling life guidance has been known for thousands of years. It has been taught by every religion. It has been taught by all of the wisest men who ever lived. It has been recorded since man learned to write. It is the most published fact of recorded thought. The Bible states it so clearly. As a man thinketh, so is he. The modern science has been able to add little to this profound fundamental truth. The most important scientific addition has been the discovery by psychologists that all people think in mental pictures. So psychologists now teach people have a self-image, mental picture of themselves and become what they envision, mentally picture themselves to be. Nothing could be clearer than that. Nothing could be more definite, more certain. Proof is everywhere. How rich or would be rich? Think rich. They have contestant, they have constant mental pictures of wealth. And so the rich get richer. Look about you. The proof is everywhere. The poor and the uninformed think poor. And they have constant mental pictures of poverty. And so the poor get poorer. Think about you. Look about you. The proof is everywhere. Yet, this does not have to be. The poor who do not have to think poor and visualize constant mental pictures of poverty, the uninformed do not have to remain uninformed and continue to mentally picture themselves as lacking opportunities because opportunities to succeed are as near as this book. Everyone can control his or her own thoughts, mental pictures, or can easily learn to control them. The methods are simple and easy to understand. They are easy to use. For example, the lesson on this chapter and several following chapters is that you must dominate, virtually overwhelm your subconscious with the intensity and constancy of your mental pictures. Here's why. Your subconscious is literally bombarded with countless sensorium stimuli, thoughts, impulses, memory recalls, and responses. 
in addition to the complex operation of your physical mental life functions, most of which take life beyond your level of consciousness so that you are unaware of them. You cannot expect to impress your engrossed subconscious with only a vague, infrequent, indifferent, indistinct mental picture of your life goal. And you cannot expect your subconscious to disregard the enormous, countless pressures upon it. And of your life goal top priority. No, uh, and to give an infrequent, infrequent, to, to give an infrequent, indifferent, indistinct mental picture of your life goal top priority. Certainly not. Your subconscious, which cybernetically is your life guidance system, is not going to be any more impressed with the importance of you attaining your life goal than you are. This is the rule. Your subconscious will use its unlimited power to guide you to or to attract to you whatever you want in direct proportion to the intensity and frequency of your mental pictures of your actually possessing whatever you want. For example, if you want to attain great wealth, you must intensely and frequently project into your life guiding subconscious vivid impressive mental pictures of your actually possessing great wealth. To restate this in terms of proved psychological research, if you constantly hold in your imagination a self-image mental picture of yourself possessing great wealth, you will become what you envision, mentally picture yourself to be, a possessor of great wealth. Your self-image mental picture must be real in your imagination. For your self-image mental picture to be real in your imagination, it must be so intense that it dominates your constant thought and therefore dominates your life guidance instructions to your subconscious. There are a number of psychological methods which will enable you to achieve such intense concentration that you can literally computerize your subconscious that its content, constant principal objective will be to guide you to or to attract you to the opportunities, personal contacts, financial resources, knowledge, and whatever you need to attain your goal. There are psychological concentration methods which keep your mind intensely focused on your goal over long spans of time not possible otherwise. The following psychological concentration methods are especially recommended. Number one, the silent chant method. Number two, the knotted rope method. Number three, the magic coins method. Number four, the repeating card method. And number five, the self-hypnosis method. There is no space in this book to explain and teach these methods. An entire section of my book, How to Get Whatever You Want, is devoted to enabling anybody to learn and start using each powerful psychological method in a few minutes. The book you now are reading will teach you other methods of directing your all-powerful subconscious. There is a highly effective way to intensify your mental picture so that it will be your constant dominant thought, which means that all of your principal thinking will relate directly or indirectly to it. This method is called goal command. It is simple and easy to do, and it greatly intensifies your mental pictures to enable you to succeed faster. You will learn how to do it in the next chapter. Intensify your mental pictures with a forceful goal command. As explained in preceding chapters, your subconscious is totally engrossed in the 24-hour-a-day 
operation of your physical mental life functions and is subjected to sensorium stimuli beyond calculations. So if you tiptoe up to your subconscious with the with a weak inconsequential mental picture of some indefinite life goal, your subconscious will give you the ambisi boy, don't bother me treatment and justifiably to impress your subconscious with your emphatic instructions to guide you to or attract you to what you want, you must virtually overwhelm your subconscious with almost constant and very intense mental pictures of what you want. You have to come on strong, take command, dominate your subconscious, and you can do this only by frequently, by frequent, almost constant, very intense, extremely vivid mental pictures of what you command your subconscious to materialize in your life. This means, this means using forceful, dominant personal power, which will command the attention and compliance of your subconscious to concentrate on your life goal. Remember, your subconscious is unfeeling. It is a servo mechanism. It only serves and produces. It produces in direct proportion to the compelling power of the instructions it receives. So, your subconscious will produce what you want in direct proportion to the intensity and frequency to the mental pictures which it envisions and understands what you want it to produce in your life. Therefore, you must do everything possible to greatly intensify your mental pictures of what you want. Here's help. You can greatly intensify your mental pictures with a forceful goal command, which emphasizes with words what you are mentally picturing, and does so simultaneously. The word slogan goal command method is taught in complete detail in my 71 chapter book, how to get whatever you want. You will benefit greatly by learning the complete method from that book. However, I shall repeat part of it here so that you can use it to greatly intensify your mental picture instructions to your subconscious. We have space here only for one example of a goal command. My book, How to Get Whatever You Want, gives many examples of word slogan goal. Word slogan goal commands for many life goals and explains how to create the most successful ones. The example of a goal command which we shall use here is the goal command to your subconscious for it to produce a life goal of great wealth for worthy purposes. You must make the goal command to your subconscious make a million. You would repeat this goal command silently but very forcefully to your subconscious at a very opportunity. It means hundreds, even thousands of times a day continuously while bathing, shaving, dressing during all waiting periods and during the hundreds of daily opportunities when you have two seconds required for each op for each repetition. Make a million, make a million, make a million, make a million, make a million. Repeat it mentally over and over at every opportunity. It requires only two seconds for each repetition. Now use that goal command, make a million, to emphasize your intense mental pictures of your amassing great wealth. Being a millionaire, using your great fortune to acquire whatever you want and have almost unlimited means of helping others. See how much more compelling the combination of intense mental pictures emphasized by forceful goal commands is in commanding your subconscious to guide you to or attract to you what you want in life. The make a million combination of intense mental pictures emphasized by forceful goal commands has been used only as one example. The appropriate mental pictures and matching goal commands can be used to command your subconscious to produce whatever you want. 
happiness, love, success, wealth, influence, power, popularity, fame, whatever you want. Now let us continue to discover more and more ways to greatly intensify your mental picture and instructions to your subconscious, which is your life guidance system. We shall add highly effective and every exciting and very exciting mental picture intensifier in the next chapter. Developing a wealthy mindset. She was born under a lucky star. It's not what you know, but who you know. He was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Many people, because of their programming, assume that wealth is a result of luck, connections, or inheritance. The last thing that people want to hear is the plain, simple fact that the rich think differently than the poor. They are programmed differently. They have different expectations with respect to money. They have what I call a wealthy mindset. How do you develop a wealthy mindset? The first step is to understand that from your programming you make assumptions and these assumptions become your reality. It is as if there were a filter between you and your world, the filter of the mind. Information that is transmitted to you from the world must pass through this filter and as it passes through it is colored, filtered, changed to match the assumptions or the expectations you have about how the world works or ought to work. Let me digress here and tell you about a classic research experiment which will perhaps clarify how this business of assumptions works. Researchers placed a large pikefish in an aquarium with several dozen minnows. For a time, the pike ate the minnows to his heart's delight. Then the researchers separated the pike from the schools of smaller fish by placing a glass partition in the aquarium. Now the pike could see his lunch through the glass but try as he could, he could not reach it. Finally, after dozens of unsuccessful attempts, he gave up. Then the researchers removed the glass, allowing the smaller fish to swim freely around the pike. But this time, he didn't even notice them. He starved to death in the midst of a feast. The pike had announced himself to be programmed into thinking that the minnows were out of his reach forever. This programming became an assumption which colored the filter through which he viewed the world. It became his reality. When conditions changed and the assumptions were no longer valid, he could not adapt. It was a fatal mistake. The same way, rigidly held assumptions can be dangerous to your wealth. One way to loosen your hold on outdated or incorrect assumptions is to learn more, is to learn where they came from. Observe, listen to the conversations of friends, relatives, and neighbors when it comes to investing money. Pay attention to the advertising on television and radio and in print. Whenever you recognize some faulty programming, make a mental note. For instance, I heard a politician make the following statement during a recent election. You've got to learn to think smaller. You've got to learn to be satisfied with less. Can you see the folly in this kind of thinking? A person concerned with a financial independence needs to do exactly the opposite. To think bigger, not smaller, and never to be satisfied with less. While you are observing the source of incorrect programming, you should also be observing the results of incorrect programming. What happens to the wealth of individuals who avoid risk and cling to security? Don't forget to also notice those who are successful in amassing material wealth. Which rules direct their thinking? What are their attitudes about risk, debt, working for someone else, and security? What are their assumptions? 
How do their assumptions color the world? Green. All I'm asking you to do is look at the way the world of money really works. Notice who is winning and who is losing and why. Avoiding the lemming mentality is the first step in guiding you, guiding your own financial destiny. Next, you need to replace false assumptions with correct ones. I call this process developing a wealthy mindset. There are five distinct steps in the process. Number one, set realistic goals and write them down. Number two, visualize your goal. Number three, affirm yourself. And number four, replace luck thinking with probability thinking. Step number five, take action. So those are the f what, five steps and we'll go over it on the next segment. All right, so now that we have, we have, uh, we have got rid of our false assumptions about money, now we are going to develop a wealthy mindset. Um, so step number one is set realistic goals and write them down. So after a study at Yale pointed out that the value of goals, the 1954 Yale University graduating seniors were asked if they had set any specific written financial goals at the time of graduation. Only 3% had done so. About 10% had specific goals but hadn't committed to them on paper. The rest had no specific goals. 20 years later, they were resurveyed. Guess which group was most successful? You guessed it, the 3% outperformed the other 97% combined. Now I'm not suggesting that you can't become wealthy without goals, nor that you will automatically make it if you do, if you do have goals, but as the survey suggests, they certainly help. Why write your goals down? A goal is not written down a goal that is not written down is a wish, a daydream. When you are serious enough to commit your goals to paper and read them regularly, you energize your commitment and creativity. Visualize, step two, visualize your goal. One of the most revolutionary advances in sports training is the use of imagery. The coach of Stanford University tennis team attributes an NCAA tennis championship to the use of imagery. The president of the company that worked with the Stanford team describes the process. A tennis player, for example, is filmed performing his shots. The film is then edited so that only the perfectly executed strokes remain. After receiving instructions in mental imprinting for memory retention, the athlete sits before a larger than life video screen and watches the successful strokes repeated over and over the athlete's computer-like memory stores those images in muscle memory as if the athlete has physically practiced those skills in a state of perfection for hundreds of hours. Eventually, the perfect memory trace becomes so ingrained that the athlete is able to duplicate it automatically under the pressure of competition. When our perfect computer-like subconscious mind is repeatedly shown mental pictures of our most desired goals on the videotape of our mind, of our videotape of our mind, the memory becomes so dominant that we are able to recreate it in reality. When should you do this visualization? According to Emily Koo, a French expert on that subject over 50 years ago, the best time is just before drifting to sleep and just after waking up. At these times, the conscious rational mind is calm and the subconscious mind can be influenced more easily.
Dr. Ku is best known for his positive thinking phrase. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. He felt that by thus programming the all-powerful subconscious mind with even this general positive affirmation, amazing things could result. And he seemed to be able to prove it by his research. Step number four, replace luck thinking with probability thinking. Some people just seem lucky, don't they? And others not so lucky. I don't doubt there is such a thing as luck, but most of us give luck far too much credit. I don't think much about luck anymore. I pretend that it doesn't exist. I would rather look up on luck as a low or a high probability of success. And you can always work on increasing your probability of success. If you don't have the right skills, you can learn them. If you aren't trying hard enough, you can try harder. In this way, you increase the probability that luck will smile on you. I think that this is reflected in the success of my first book. The odds against a first-time author's book being a bestseller are astronomical. Out of 30,000 books published a year, only a handful make it to the bestseller list and stay there for any length of time. Despite having those odds, Nothing Down remained on the prestigious New York Times bestseller list for 46 weeks and has now sold over 300,000 hardcover copies. What did I do differently? I tried at every turn to increase the probabilities of success. Years before I had written a goal to write a book someday, I had no idea I had, I had no idea I would write it on. In the meantime, I became an expert in the little known field of investing in real estate with little or no money down. Then I decided to write about it. Luckily, I picked a subject that a lot of people were interested in. I wrote a rough manuscript and had a professional editor polish it for me. I had a professional designer prepare a beautiful book jacket. Before a soul in the publishing business had set eyes on my manuscript, I had already spent $2,000 to make it look like a book worth publishing. Next, I chose not to spend my precious manuscript through the normal channels. The probability of having a manuscript accepted through normal channels is almost nil. I needed a better idea. Instead, I flew to Atlanta to the annual Publishers and Booksellers Convention and presented my idea directly to several publishers. I got a very good reception. This built up my confidence, but I didn't want just any publishing house. I wanted the best. For real estate books, there is none better than Simon & Schuster. I waited for the right moment to approach the president of Simon & Schuster, my heart in my throat. He recognized the value of my book. In the ensuing weeks, we signed the contract. I was going to be a published author, but that wasn't all. When the book finally appeared in 1980, I made myself available for an extensive PR tour. I appeared on every radio or TV show that would have me. No matter what time, day or night, the idea caught on, and the rest is history. Now, I don't want to mislead you. It might seem in retrospect that I had everything under control, but this is not the case. I had no idea what was going to happen, and I knew... All I knew was that I had written a goal to write a book and have it published. Every step along the way, I tried to increase the probability of success. I know for certain, the better your attitude and the harder you work, the luckier you get. 